1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: This is Danny and Dusty.
2: Merengue tang is going to be a thing. You're not quining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All those monkey sounds in there and called good. The it's old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Oh, ah, 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 ah. It's a solo monkey today on Danny and Dusty. It's a Danny and Rusty edition as Jeff Russ is in Dusty arrows out well, 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 how the turntables. Rusty, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Chow belly. Yeah, I, I swap out one guy with a sick kid for another guy with a sick kid. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, right, no kidding. And then this afternoon, primetime took a hit, too. <laughs> Buckley, also home with a sick kid. Yeah, there's, uh, I guess it's that time of year. Yes, tis the season. Uh, every time it's like, hey, when do you think about having kids? And I'm like, no, my wife and I are definitely thinking about it. And you guys come in here like, oh, no, I stayed at home with my deathly sick kid in my bed. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <sighs> you know, being a whole dink not too shabby. Yeah,
1: right? Yeah, the old uh, uh school system otherwise known as bacteria Troughs.
2: Yes. Um did you know that was it was it Doug the cartoon? Mr. Dink? Sure, Doug's a little a little a little after my time. Okay, well so Mr. Dink, I just thought it was a name. It was until like last year somebody had, had informed me uh-huh. do kid, income no kids. Yes. Yeah. I had never heard that phrase before. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you, it seems like you
1: never normally hear that phrase until you are no
2: longer a Dink yeah no and i brought this up because my wife and i you know we've got that moved in the house uh, a little what year and a half ago now and uh she's like you know what it's kind of nice like we've got the we have the dogs we got the house we got you know we can kind of pick up and go whenever we want we can go do stuff and i was like yeah no they call it a dink yeah and she's like a what yeah. <laughs> i explained it to her and she's like do we have to not do this and i go i think like we're we're required to like populate the earth somehow some way but we can we can hold on yeah we can make this happen yeah, i waited till i was 35 and we had our first kid yeah the realization has dawned on me that you know i'm 38 now so uh, okay if, yeah. if, if we're you know well, i was 40 with number two yeah see that's like um travis Demers, yeah uh radio voice of the trailblazers he had his first i think he was 37 probably sounds about right yeah and I, we were talking i'm like man does that feel kind of old he's like it's a little weird like they're gonna be like i'm gonna be you know damn near 60 when I, you know, they get out of high school and I'm like, yep. oh, oh wow, yeah, wow, 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 wow <laughs> wow, yep. no and then I start thinking about it, I'm like, the likelihood of me making 60, like is it, is it irresponsible of me to have kids at this point, like oh uh... Well, not for that reason, but... Well, yes, clearly. <laughs> I'm thinking just for the, the sanctity of, of like me living and being able to be a provider for children. Although, yes. you never know. We got a lot today. That's what life insurance is for. Yes, <laughs> and my wife... You know what's funny? Is, uh, she she works for the state, so she's got this tremendous coverage, and uh, I've got some through the military, and she's like, hey, how much do you have? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, enough. And I'm like, enough <laughs> to cover things? She's like, how many things? I'm, she's like... Would it pay off the house? And I was like, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going? What are, Why what don't you, you put that knife down? <laughs> yeah. What are you angling at here, Stabby McStabberton? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, that's the fun part of, of life now is that you know you have to have these big discussions about having kids and life insurance and hip surgeries and all the really cool stuff. No, it's not. Yeah, it, it's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. I want to die. <laughs> uh, we do have a lot to go to today. Uh, as weird as it is, it is a busy sportsy Wednesday. Uh, we have all kinds of stupidity and fun, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. We have an afternoon Blazers game. That's always nice. Oh, oh my god, I'm I am not enjoy whole... the East Coast trip. I love East Coast trips. Yeah, uh, we did the uh, the post game show after the game of the night, and I was done at like eight thirty. And I was like, oh, please, thank you, God. I, I, I need this so badly. Uh, we will have the uh, the watch party up, as always, today on Jack Ramsey's. Uh, no, well, I shouldn't say no. Questionable in NBA terms typically means not going to go when you're talking about the Trailblazers. Uh, they do have a back-to-back tonight with the Charlotte Hornets and the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow. I think they're going to try to rest Mr. Bigfella Yusuf Nurkic because uh, he definitely has trouble with Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, that is his matchup tomorrow against the New Orleans Pelicans uh, as well as Jeremy Grant, who will probably be tasked with guarding Brandon Ingram. So if they can get those guys a little bit of rest, uh, Ingram's dealing with a bit of an ankle, uh, Nurk's dealing with an adductor. Get those guys a night off. Hopefully you can steal a win in Charlotte. They're not great, Bob. Uh, work your way from there. and If they get that win tonight, Rusty, that's, that's three wins on a six-game road trip. Everything yeah. else
1: is gravy at that point. Well, it puts them at, what, 5-1 and one on the road, I want to say, this year? Yeah. Which,
2: I mean, hey, that's... <laughs> I'm, Not too shabby. So for reference, I believe it was January 14th last year when they won their fourth road game. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, a little bit of a difference. It sucked tremendously last year, in case anybody else wanted to remember. <laughs> it was absolutely awful on every single level imaginable. Uh, we also do have Ryan Horvat Hor- 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 uh, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, I get to hoard him today. Uh, and ask him. I'm gonna just nothing but NBA questions. <laughs> just just to troll Dusty for not being here. I was figuring you're just gonna say nothing but USC and the Raiders. But... Well, you know what? I could do that. Well, I mean, if he the thing is, he's a Notre Dame guy, so he's gonna troll me on USC back. Ah, so that one's there. Uh, also, he's a Cubs guy, and I'm a Cardinals guy. So like we're the kind of natural enemies, there I think, go. at this point. Uh, but he he was kind of high on the Blazers, so maybe I'll, I'll lean that way. I am wearing my two times. Uh, summer League Champion Blazers T-shirt right now, uh, so maybe I'll lean into that. Um, there's certainly some future stuff. We'll, we'll hit it. We'll hit him on uh, Ducks Dogs to see if there's a line there worth taking. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to heat up here over the next couple weeks. Uh, as we figure out who's going to end up where, what the betting markets look like for the college football playoff, as well as we'll have uh, Tyson Alger on from the I-5 corridor to preview Ducks versus Dogs and what kicks off a three-week run for the Ducks and their run for a Pac-12 title. Uh, That's kind of how this is all shaping up right now is what the Ducks have in front of them is the opportunity for a Pac-12 title if they just handle business. That's easier said than done. And Ducks fans know that well. Yes. And here's the thing. They do have two rivalry games in which anything can happen. Yes. Washington, while better than they have been recently in a 4-8 and season, uh, they still have problems. It's weird. They kind of went from DBU to not being able to stop the pass in the span of two years, Mm -hmm. which, shout out Jimmy Lake, that's impressive. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, the Ducks have came into the season with supposedly having this very good defense that hasn't really truly materialized. It's a bend don't break, but their offense has been one of the best in the country. Yes, are they second or third in points per game? Uh, I, believe, right up there. I believe they're second. They were, I think they were second going in last week, and I doubt a forty nine point game dropped them any. So uh, let's see college football statistics. There we go. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Of course, it's not going to load up the one that I want, because why would it do that on live radio? <laughs> um, I know the Pac-12 has been tremendous when you look at uh, scoring across the board. Mm-hmm. They're second in yards per game anyway. Yes, uh, yes. Oregon is second in yards per game. And unbelievably, they're not uh, in the uh, top in rushing. Or passing. So it shows you kind of the balanced attack that they have had this year. It's been kind of nutty. Um, Let me see. The Pac-12. I think you have to actually sort them by conferences. Yeah. There you go. Complete leaders. All right. Points per game right now. The Ducks are leading the Pac-12 at 43.1. The Trojans at 41 flat. What's been interesting over the last couple weeks is you have seen, I want to say probably four weeks ago, Obviously, this is going to happen when you get a larger sample size. Mm-hmm. But you saw Oregon, USC, Utah, uh, UCLA, Washington. Those five teams were all super tight in their scoring. They were all like right around 42 a game. And now you're starting to see a little bit. Of, actually, Oregon State was in there as well. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to see a little bit of delineation. So Oregon's a little bit ahead of USC. Uh, USC, UCLA are basically the same. Utah's falling a little bit behind. Washington's fallen a little bit behind. Oregon State obviously has fallen a ton behind uh, as they've had some very, very tight lower scoring games. Meanwhile, Colorado, 15.6. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, by the way, third nationally behind Ohio State and Tennessee. There you eight go. points per game. Love to see it. Again, and you're talking about, uh, let's see, Hendon Hooker, Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, CJ Stroud, Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, Bo Nex. Trophy, get it? Yep. And who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Nobody. Which is why, if you put money on that as a Ducks fan, look, shout out you for being a homer better. <laughs> yeah, right. Because the odds on that had to have been plus. 10, and occasionally, 000. it does pay off. There's just no way that his odds were like. I'm trying to remember correctly to start the season, Stroud was the favorite, and I believe Williams was third. And I Bryce think Young had to be right on I think somewhere. Bryce was second. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in there as far as like the under 1,000 odds guys. And I think the, all three of those guys were there right out of the gate. But for Bo Nix to end up here has been what a ride, man. Yeah, absolutely. What a, Dusty and I talked about this the other day as far as the uh, the better redemption story, Geno Smith or, or Bo Nix, so, you know, their most improved mm-hmm. or. Um, cobbled-together season, is crazy as it is, as, as great as they are, these might be two of the most tremendous rebound seasons in recent memory in oh, yeah. football in general. Absolutely. Like I'm trying to think of the last time somebody – like Bo Nix, he fell off. I mean, you're talking about the number one recruit in the country not really putting it together at all at Auburn, and then you talk about him going on the road, good Lord – for him to do what he has done this year, outside of the Georgia game, which again everybody's going to remember the score, but I don't think they're going to remember just exactly how that game went for Bo Nix. It was mm-hmm. three tremendously bad decisions. Yes. Other than that, not bad, and he hasn't made those decisions once this season. After that, that's impressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how how. How much credit you can truly give him here without it going absolutely insane. But we'll we'll hit on Ducks a ton more. We'll hit some Blazers news. Uh, idiots are out there, again, trying to trade Damian Lillard for a guy who he's better than in the same draft class than Anthony Davis. Uh, we're revisiting that because why not? It, it's just never, ever, ever going to go away. Uh, but, you know, that's how it goes.
1: Yeah. That's there, how it goes. Wrestling. Everybody's going to try to wrestle Damian away from, from Rip City.
2: Yes, also we got the uh, college football playoff uh, rankings were released and they went according to Chalk, according to Dusty, I should say, uh, which I want to give him a hat tip, but... Why? He's not here. I don't need to stoke his <laughs> ego without him here. Uh, right? the, the Nets de- stop, de- decided to stop running face first into a wall, Jeff Rust. Yeah. And they have hired uh, Jacques Vaughn. We'll talk about that. Uh, the Blazers will take on the Charlotte Hornets and the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow night. And the D.C. Attorney General, Carl Racine, will make a major announcement related to the Washington Commanders tomorrow. Hmm. Right ahead of the three-day weekend. Dun-dun-dun-dun. There's a lot to get to, buddy. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high. It is far. It is gone.
1: Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez.
1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. Ha, ha, it's ha, tricky. Ha, ha, Here we go. To rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky.
2: Danny and Dusty tricky. on the fan. All right, it's Danny and Dusty, light on the Dusty, heavy on the Danny. Yes, that's a fat joke, and Dusty Hero is gone. Uh, me and Jeff Rust today. Yeah, if you want to get even heavier, Danny and Rusty. There you go, <laughs> to Danny and Rusty edition. Uh, the text line is apparently back up and working, 503-250-1080. And now uh, with Dusty out, uh, we've gotten a couple texts today. Hey, uh... You're not supposed to be talking basketball. It's uh, basketball doesn't start until Christmas, bud. Uh, and then follow-up text with Dusty out. Are we going to get more than one segment of basketball? So uh, I just threw a poll up right now. Uh, with Dusty out, do we talk more basketball? Is it a basketball takeover? Uh, yes, ball is life. No football. Football. Those are your two options. So uh, go ahead and catch it. Uh, I threw it up on my, my main account, but I'll put it. I'll retweet it from the 1080 and the uh, Danny and Dusty account, and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll dive into it. But first, Rusty. The college football playoff rankings have arrived. Yes. Well, I guess they have arrived twice. Yes. Were you surprised at any of them?
1: Uh, You know, it, you had to know that they weren't going to let Tennessee take too far of a tumble. Nah. After, you know, because uh, facing Georgia, because, you know, they, they all want to inflate the SEC. Not inflate the SEC, but keep it, you know.
2: No, inflate. Keep it up above inflate water. Inflate was the right word you wanted to use. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, and, you know... It, Personally, I love seeing Alabama with a two in the loss column. That's fantastic. Uh, and, yeah, so it's nice to see them tumble down the board a little bit. Clemson falling six spots. Great. I love it. So it'll be nice that we won't have, you know, seemingly our our typical top four, your Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama.
2: It's yes. It's nice having, you know, a, a little bit of freshness up there. We least. did get some freshness, but somehow, someway, these freaking bleepity bleeps, Still managed to sneak two two loss S C T teams into the top ten. Yes, so yeah. uh, Ole Miss at eight and one, not there. Clemson at eight and one is tenth. Uh, UCLA at eight and one, North Carolina eight and one. I mean, you start going down, you are like, you gotta be kidding me. I, I I get it. LSU big win, beat Bama, big bad Nick Saban. Okay. But also the rankings went exactly as Dusty called them out to be. We we both picked TCU in the top four. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought Tennessee might sneak in. They, that would be the, the the their evil way of keeping them in the relevancy. Yeah. Uh Oregon goes up two spots. USC does go up a spot, which I was surprised to see. I thought maybe they would get pushed down after a subpar performance against the old Cal Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU going up three spots and jumping USC with two losses, even though they do have a good win now against Alabama, who, again, is directly behind USC, making that win seem seemingly better. Yes. Um, Tremendous SEC content. That's what I will call it at this point. But if you're a Pac-12 fan, you're still sitting pretty. You've got Utah at 13, UCLA at 12, Oregon at 6, and, obviously, USC at eight. And this is why this week and every week is so big uh, for the Pac-12, specifically for the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks are number six right now. They have one loss. Their one loss is a just absolute slacking at the hands of Georgia, who remains number one. However, however, Jeff Frost. However. Washington is now the team that has moved into the top 25, and they are 25th, which, if Oregon takes care of business, mm-hmm. would give them another what? Quality, Quality win. Ding, yes. ding, 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 ding. The winner of Oregon State-Washington was always going to be this way. Uh, if you look at the other polls out there, Oregon State is in the group of getting votes. So there's still, like, right there's, like, a top 30 team. 30-ish, yeah. But beyond that, again, the winner of that Oregon State-Washington game was going to be put in this spot. If, let's say, Oregon State wins, like, they were, what, 23rd last week? Yeah, they're 23rd. Oregon State wins. Maybe they move up to, like, 20th, 18th, 19th. And maybe it makes the Civil War matchup at the end of the season a little spicier. Mm-hmm. But this probably ends up being better for Oregon in the in the long run because I think Oregon State can recover and be a 25th. Let's say Oregon State wins out until the uh, Ducks game. Mm-hmm. They could be 25th again. and then that's one more quality win for the Ducks uh, on the board before, let's say, if the Ducks run the table, obviously. Mm -hmm. But they've got a big, big task ahead of them. Uh, The Huskies, while good, great even, do have their shortcomings, but at the same time, this is the best quarterback outside of, if you want to argue for Stetson Bennett in Georgia, Mm -hmm. this is the best quarterback that they're going to play in the passing game. You can make the argument for DTR being the best overall quarterback. Right. But if you're talking about passing accuracy and, and, and getting it out quickly and in a hurry and just piling up numbers, this is the task. I mean, obviously, if, if Oregon meets USC in a Pac-12 title game, Caleb Williams will be that guy. Yes. But on their regular schedule, this is this is the guy. And how they manage to deal with him is going to be questionable.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Washington, too, is being that other rivalry game, It's it's always a tough one. Facing them, I was there at Otson. I think was that 2018, the overtime game when it was uh, uh, C.J. Verdell won it in overtime, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, uh, but just even when Washington is down, and granted, there's been a few of
2: those games that were stinkers, but they're always a tough. They're always a tough out. They are, and the thing is here is that Oregon is playing at the fortress that is known as Otson. Yes. Uh, what is the weather like this weekend? That's I'm, I'm assuming tremendously awful. Onsen Stadium weather ladies and gentlemen because that will affect this game. Uh actually, oh, look at that. Friday rain but otherwise Saturday nice. Okay, well, there we go. Not too shabby. Interesting. Did not expect to see that coming. Uh yeah, it looks like
1: maybe partly sunny. 22% chance of rain. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's but of good. course it never rains enough. It, it doesn't. Yeah, no, so. no,
2: it doesn't. But that's that's good news for the dogs. Because here's the thing, the ducks, the ducks can run the hell out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Dogs cannot. Right. So if you're if you're Oregon, maybe you're out there doing uh, whatever you got to do, whatever your voodoo, juju, rain dance, whatever thing it is you do to inspire the wet stuff to fall from the sky, you probably want it to come down. Because that limits what Washington can do in nasty conditions down at Autzen. Mm-hmm. Well, that and if
1: if it's not going to come down, you just keep relying on that Ben don't break defense. And, you know, give it, go between the 20s all you want, but once they hit that red zone, you just got to keep them out of the end zone.
2: Yeah, that's always easier said than done. Yes. But, again, the Ducks have been tremendous there uh, so far this season. Again, we'll talk to Tyson Houser of I-5 Corridor uh, about this game, what to expect, what the rest of the season lines up for for the Ducks. I don't want to look past Washington as they are a ranked opponent, but they do have Utah. Next week, uh, which again, if you're looking at their schedule, uh, number three Georgia, number twelve BYU, number nine UCLA, number twenty five Washington, number thirteen Utah. Those are the rankings that they're at. Okay, oh, I should say, with the exception of Utah, their rankings right now or at the time they played them at. Yes. So they have, outside of the Georgia game that will be their one, two, three, four, fifth ranked opponent this year. Obviously BYU no longer ranked. Yep. UCLA still where they are. Washington, Utah. This is where you're hoping where Oregon kind of puts it all together and can figure it out down the stretch with uh, games against again Washington, yeah, Utah and Oregon State.
1: Not to look too far ahead, but that the, and I know it's still at home, but that Utah game is the
2: one that really scares me. They always have problems with Utah. I mean, everybody has problems with Utah, unless yeah. well, unless you're UCLA and you force a fumble. But that's the thing is that again, we're going to be talking about this for the next three weeks unless Oregon stubs their toe. Is their opportunity? I don't want to say their opportunity for the college football playoff is in their hands, but their opportunity for the Pac-12 title is in their hands. Mm -hmm. They control that destiny. They have the opportunity, if they take care of business, and it's not going to be an easy task. I'll tell you this. If they make it look easy, perhaps they do control the opportunity to get to the college football playoff. But coming up next, we have some NBA stuff to get to, uh, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, folks are being dumb again and trying to trade Damian Lillard for Anthony Davis straight up, which uh, I don't even know if anybody picks up that phone. The Brooklyn Nets have stopped running face first into a wall and they've decided to not hire Ime Udoka and instead extend the offer to Jacques Vaughn. Gotta love it. The good Jacques. Yeah. That's a good name to go with. Jacques uh, and again coming up at 1:30 Ryan Horvat of uh, the bet MGM network as well as Tyson Alger the i-5 corridor uh, you are listening to Danny and Dusty this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey
1: app and Portland's sports leader 1080 the fan.
2: It's a once in a lifetime edition of Danny and Dusty because it's just Danny and Rusty. Uh, no Dusty here today, which means it is a basketball takeover that people have spoken. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Dum Dums are at it again. They are trying to offer up their Basura, their trash, their woebegone things for one Damien Lamont Ollie Lillard. <sighs> I thought that maybe when he signed the mega extension. I thought maybe when he won the power circle with Neil O'Shea, I thought maybe when he co-signed the endorsement of trading away C.J. McCollum and restarting the entire team, perhaps, 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 folks in general would stop trying to trade Damian Lillard away, let alone trading Damian Lillard away for less than what he's worth. And to the Lakers, nonetheless. I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. One Chris Broussard had a little something to throw on. Yesterday morning,
0: I think they should be looking to trade AD. I'm not saying shop him. I'm not saying put it out there AD's available. I'm not saying get rid of him just to get off his money. What two years about 84 million left? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I'm talking. I'm making calls. What like, type? Like, hey, can what I you- ask
2: you this? I don't. I should ask you this before the show. I don't want to put you on the spot. What if you're the Lakers? If you're making those calls, do you have like a generic or specific? What type of package would someone have to offer you? for right. you to seriously consider it? I would
0: look, and I know big for small, I would trade. I actually like this for both teams, and it's been floated out there before. Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Straight oh, up. So would I. Because here's the thing, and I'm I get sure it. Right I'm now, gonna, you might say no, Lillard, Lillard's better, it. right? Yeah. But here's the thing for Portland. Damian is 32. He, A.D. actually fits their timeline more than Damian does.
1: Okay. Well, don't you don't think I'm they're interested. young. No, I'm no. Right? I agreeing don't you with think you. AD now, it, you Say Damian Lillard, I'm now interested. If I'm the Lakers. I don't okay, know
0: what Portland were, okay. might do. I'm just saying doing. if I'm Portland, yeah, okay Damian is Mr. Blazer and he loves it there and he's a superstar who wants to but stay. That's the and type we're, of return we right. are talking about. You're okay. talking about another guy that can help you win right now. Can I throw so, the Nets one to you? Here we go. Not if it's This Kyrie, is what I've got. Yeah, go ahead. Kyrie. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Yes. You might do this when I finish it. Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Joe Harris. Me oh, shooting, shooting. And Joe Harris for, for AD, AD and Russ. Russ.
2: Okay. <sighs> Lot to unpack there. Lots to unpack there. The second deal, actually, I think I lean closer to being at least remotely acceptable. Perhaps that's some bias. Perhaps that's me, uh, knower of ball. I don't know. Um, interesting thing here, Rust. If you look at head-to-head comparisons for Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard, and Anthony Davis, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know his whole name. I, I don't. It's, Do we need to? No, not really. <laughs> but just in general, um, who would you say, in the last, I don't know, the entire their entire careers because they're from the same draft class, mm-hmm. has been the more reliable player? Oh, well, I would say it's probably not Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. Oh, he's he's a Marshawn, He's a Marshawn. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a Martian, I'll tell you that. hey <laughs> uh hey In the last three years, keep in mind, Damian Lillard essentially missed the entire season last year. Yes. Was injured, really, for the first time in his career. So you're taking away, sick, was it 66 games I think he missed? Sounds about fair. Even with that, over the last three years, Anthony Davis has played 85 games, Dame has played 102. Yeah. Well, okay, that's not quite the difference I thought it was going to be. You're taking away 66 games he would normally play. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still got 20 more games played. Man. So in the last three years, in any other normal cycle of years, Damian Lillard would have played an entire year more than Anthony Davis. Yeah, sounds fair. Okay. And then let's throw on this little tidbit. Who would you say is a primary offensive option?
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's pretty clear. Damian Lillard. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, Anthony Davis, as good as he is, outside of his bubble season, has not shot the ball outside of 10 feet at all well. it's It's been tremendously bad. Mm-hmm. There's been a... for, for Uber nerds, listen, if, if Uber nerds turn your radios up, turn your podcasts up, wherever you're listening. Uh... There has been a ton of work done on the bubble shooting because there was such a massive spike in the bubble for the lack of fans and the consistent backdrop, background, Mm -hmm. lack of travel, consistent gym, all those things, that it did have a noticeable effect on players. Yes. Some players more than others. Anthony Davis might have been the singular player that benefited the most from the bubble of anyone, he had one of his best career three-point seasons that year. He was tremendous. This the shooting in that period was bananas. And then you could say he kind of got hot, or uh, he just hasn't been able to figure it out since then. I would point to the less or more than anecdotal data that suggests that the consistency of the background, the rest, lack of travel, no fans, no backdrop, all of that thing, all of those things being more important. I say all of this because Anthony Davis is not a consistent offensive player. Anthony Davis is not a consistent on-the-court player as far as availability. What he is is still an all-world defender. Yeah. He is a tremendously good defender. He covers up the sins of basically everybody. If he is healthy, what he can do and where he can do it is unlimited on the defensive side of the floor. If he was able to play 75 games a year, you would be talking about a guy who's arguably a defensive player of the year candidate. The problem is he can't stay healthy, and it's not just one thing. Or it's, it's always an ankle. It's a knee. It's a back. It's a hip. It's a shoulder. It's so many different things with him that you just don't know what the availability is going to be. It seems like maybe just it's a
1: recency bias, but looking through his like games played numbers over his career, it's, I'm a little surprised at how much he did play. It's been just basically the last few seasons. Because uh, from his rookie year on, 64, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75. He always
2: missed 20 games. Yeah. That was like, it was the thing. He's always going to miss, like, it would be five games here, five games there, and yeah. then eight games somewhere else. And then the four seasons previous to this, 56, 62, 36, and 40. Yeesh. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside of last year, go look at Damian Lillard's games played. It is absolutely hilarious. So for his first 3 years in the league did not miss a game. 82 every game. Then 75, 75, 73, 80, 66 in the shortened year which was which was every game. Mm-hmm. 67 2 years ago, 29 last year. Yeah. So that's what missing 53 games missed last year. Yeah. Yeah. Again. He is a pillar Of reliability, and everybody's you know kind of freaked out about his calf this year because he missed a handful of games. This is just the trailblazers taking things gently. I say all of this because Anthony Davis was the prize of the 2012 draft, yes, the prize. Yep, Damian Lillard probably has had the better career, yeah, as crazy as that sounds. Anthony Davis does have the title bubble title or not, when it's all said and done 20, 30 years from now, when people are looking at rings culture on whatever social media platform has replaced Twitter at this point, because that's not going to last much longer, mm-hmm. you will look at Anthony Davis and you will see all of those all-NBA titles, or all of those all-NBA awards, these uh, the first and second defensive team awards, and you're going to see at least one NBA title. What you likely won't see alongside Damian Lloyd's name right. is an NBA title. Listen, I wanted more more than anybody not named Damian Lillard. I I would love for that man to win a title and to watch a parade down Broadway. It is a very difficult thing to do. And as great as the Blazers are playing, they're still more than a stone's throw away from it. But with all that being said, when you look at the top 75 players of all time and you look at what Damian Lillard accomplished and you look at his loyalty and you look at the community he's built and you look at what he's done in his background here, they can't trade him for anything short of a no-doubter. Yeah, and that no doubter has got to be one of Luca or Giannis. Yeah, We're, we've we passed the LeBron point. That's that's no longer a viable thing. Yeah, it has to be one of those two guys because it has to be somebody eternally young, which again won't happen. And neither of these will happen, right? Or for a guy like Giannis, yeah. who is the Eastern Conference version of Damian Lillard. Yeah, but for either one of those guys, you would have to package something with Lillard. Yes. Yeah, because you're talking about the two best players in the world. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that's outside of what he means on the basketball floor, what he means off the floor. Anthony Davis can Anthony Davis. This is going to sound terrible and I don't care is a hollow shell. Mm -hmm. Compare. He is a host. Well, even even if he had stayed
1: in New Orleans, what do you think the odds are that he would go down? as like, you know, the franchise's best player. No, ever. No, he because he you, was, got, you know, you would have had Zion coming in. But, you know, granted, that's, you know, even, even then sliding doors, all that good stuff. Butterfly effect. But
2: Drew Holiday was more beloved there than than AD, Yeah, because in 80, he's just. He's a Well, not only that, he's Kevin Durant. Without the snark. OK, in the enough. social media presence. Yeah, they're not lovable. They're not likable. And there's, there's there's these groups of guys in the NBA now that fall in different buckets. Dame falls in the very much most loved, most liked players. Yes. He's like he's league-wide, not league, just in his own city. Yeah, no. Uh, just amongst the players. Q rating through the roof. Yes. Universal, like When you're talking about universal approval rating, you're talking about Giannis, you're talking about Dame, and then right now in the young guys, you're talking about y- Ja, and mm-hmm. you're talking about Luka. Like just universal beloved players. Yeah, LeBron not universally loved. No. You you probably throw Steph in there. You could probably throw Steph in that same group of universally loved. AD absolutely not. Kevin Durant absolutely not. Kyrie God no. James Harden <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> nope. Joel Embiid nope. Jokic nope. Yeah. There's four or five guys in the league. And I I'd probably stopped to say five. Mm-hmm. Who you can be like, yep. Universal approval. There's always going to be detractors everywhere. What you're talking about, if you did a national and an international poll, those are the guys that everybody loves unquestionably, unquestionably. And there is no trade. Honestly, the Lakers would, in my mind, if they, if for Joe Cronin to even pick up the phone, the Lakers would have to include those 27 and 29 picks plus pick swaps for them yeah. for the Blazers to even answer the phone. To even answer the phone, because here's the thing: they talk about. The whole idea of it being a uh, a timeline mm-hmm. change, right? Anthony Davis is two years younger than Damian Lillard, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like he's got less wear and tear. He's already breaking down more yes. than Damian Lillard. And right. He's a seven footer who's probably too heavy for his frame.
1: Well, because he had that wicked growth spurt in high school, did he not? Where yes. he grew like he was ten six, inches. He
2: was six four, and he grew to the seven foot yeah. height. And that's
1: why you know he's. He was a point what,
2: guard. He was. A, he was yeah. a. Uh, it's a 6'3 or 6'4 point guard Man. his sophomore year of high school. And then, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine trying to keep up buying clothes for that kid? God. I So, <laughs> in high school, my freshman year, I was 5'2, 110. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, I was a year and a half, almost two years younger than everybody else in my class. So, uh-huh. I, I hadn't hit the adult growth spurt. But I went, again, from that summer, freshman year into my sophomore year, I went from 5'2, uh, 110 to. Uh, 510 190 in like three months. Mm-hmm. This guy did that twice. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah. That, like, that, that dude has got some
1: stretch marks. Yes. Here's one from a text line. You wouldn't trade Dame for Tatum?
2: I would in a heartbeat. No. No? No. It doesn't. It, it, it that's close, but no. Yeah. I, I know some people get on me for that. Tatum feels a little bit like Anthony Davis in the sense of I don't I I I feel like Dane has real love and I know that's going to sound super weird but like not only for the community but for basketball Josh Hart lives basketball yeah I think Dane lives basketball you can tell because just look at his facial expression after every whistle every (laughs) single thing you had a ref tell him the other day hey young man I need you to watch how you're talking to me and he's like all right I'm done but it's it's and I don't mean that as a shot against guys. There's Much like leadership in the NBA, not everybody loves the game the same. Right. You you and I, we've been working in media for a long time. We love what we do. Yeah. And you, ha- you have to because we don't get paid very well. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, it, it's a thing you have to love to do it. In yes. The, in basketball, the money makes it so you don't have to love it. Right. And I think there's what's unfortunate in this, something I, I, I feel like I have to kind of explain to fans sometimes, being around players, not everybody loves it.
1: Yeah, and well, I look at like Jacek talks about with football a lot of time too. Yep, he says, "Do you love the game, or do you, or do you love what the game can get? you? What gets you?"
2: Yeah, yeah. and to be honest, I would put the number at like 75 percent of, of players in the NBA who love the stuff around it. Mm-hmm. It's what significant. Comes with it. It's significantly less who love the game. Yeah. That's why guys like Damian Lillard, Josh Hart stand out so much. I could, I could go on about this for days, uh, but we do have more basketball talk, and we do have Tyson Alger coming up here uh, at the top of the hour uh, to talk about dogs and huskies, which means we will uh, dive into what will be the first of three straight tests for the Oregon Ducks, uh, and then we'll uh, get rolling with Horvat at one thirty. This is Danny and Dusty on Tenny to the Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. <sighs> well, the day that ends in Y, and normally you would expect the Brooklyn Nets to uh, continue to screw things up, Rust. Yeah, you, they've been pretty good at that lately. I mean, they, they are the epitome of get back up and run face first into the wall and see if you can get on through. What was that video uh, we were talking about yesterday? The uh, well, You were obviously out yesterday. Uh, Will order mentioned there was a, a football intro video where they gave like a 330-pound offensive lineman a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. They built like a brick wall on the track for them to like knock down and come out, and nobody could knock it down. <laughs> That's the wall that the Brooklyn Nets have been running into for the past two weeks. Let's give some background, obviously, here. Kyrie Irving. Posts a link to a video called Hebrews to Negroes that has some of the most wildly anti-Semitic tropes you've ever seen in your entire life and then proceeds to tell people, but I just posted a link. Yeah. And instead of just saying, my bad, probably shouldn't have done that, he doubles down, triples down, quadruples down, uh, alludes to the fact that he's possibly anti-Semitic. Uh, and then ultimately gets suspended for five games and then gets attached with a bunch of stuff that says you need to complete a uh, full-on NBA 2K quest before returning to action. All of this is going on right after Steve Nash have and not been fired, mutually parted ways with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, it turns out, Ime Yudoka, who is currently suspended with, I believe, without pay, for the season pending what I imagine is litigation for unwanted, uh, I, I want to make sure I phrase this correctly. I believe it was unwanted advances from a uh, female subordinate. Yes, uh, or toward a female subordinate. Toward yeah. it, yes, uh, in some lewd and or crude text messages Yes, uh, from a woman who was at one point in time in a consensual relationship. but it, yes. it, 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 But uh, unsolicited. Yes, nonetheless. Yes. I would imagine there's something more to this. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out in the nebulous world. Well, yeah, if the Celtics were willing to let him go away for nothing. Well, they were just trying to tell the
1: Nets, go ahead, have him, take him.
2: Go ahead and have him. Take my wife, please. There's more. There's more there. But that would also allow them to get off money the money. So Steve Nash and the Nets have parted ways. But before this happened, reports uh, from The Athletic are that the Nets and Celtics were in discussions 48 hours before this agreement between Steve Nash and the Nets took place. (laughs) discussing Ime Ime Yudoka leaving the Celtics and coming to the Nets. Keep in mind, this is (laughs) the suspended coach pending litigation (laughs) for improper relationships in the workplace. Joe Sy let the Kyrie saga go on for five days before releasing a statement at all. So all of this is going on at the same time. Meanwhile, Jacques Vaughn, the guy who took over for Kenny Atkinson as an interim coach uh, back in 2020, before they hired Steve Nash, is sitting there like, Hey, what about me, man? Can I do this? What about me? And instead of squashing any of the Emei Yadoka rumors and saving any shred of dignity, they kept pushing forward. Whoa, shams, everyone tweeting out in force. Fully expect Ime Yudoka to be named head coach. Fully expect Ime Yudoka to be named head coach. And that was on Tuesday. Yeah. We got into Sunday this weekend. Still nothing. Yep. Still nothing. So somebody, because we know they're still hiring a PR manager, so a a, a non-manager or a non-director, somebody lower in the PR circles, or somebody on retainer was like, hey, dum dum. Yeah. Do not hire Ime Yudoka. This sounds vaguely familiar to and I don't want to cast the same aversion. This is a lot like Neil O'Shea with Chauncey Billups. It's not necessarily the hire, it's the, way the it process happened. of the hire being so bluntly dumb. Right. You Although this time with the Nets, it would have been the higher. It would, have been, yeah, <laughs> it would have been both, yes. <laughs> and that's the thing, is like the optics of this alone were so tremendously bad by itself. Yes, Without Steve Nash, without the losses, without the poor play, without Kevin Durant, and without Kyrie mother-bleeping Irving yeah. doing what he did. And you, this is not throwing a log on a fire. This is dropping a nuke and just flipping the switch and parking a chair next to it for front row seats. I And Sean Marks is, is not dumb. He's no. a very smart GM. He he built, he had nothing. Billy King just completely destroyed that franchise in the Kevin Garnett-Paul Pierce trade. Mm -hmm. Bereft of assets. Remember, Portland Trailblazers, number 7 overall pick, Damian Lillard, came because they traded Gerald Wallace to that stupid team. (laughs) Lots of dumb decisions were made in that season. Sean Marks turned that team into a viable team. Restocked the assets, restocked the war chest, and then... Josiah decided to capitulate to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. All of this, all of this happened, and yet the Nets finally arrive at one non-brain-dead call. They hire Jacques Vaughn as their head
1: coach. Yeah, somebody took the keys from Josiah. Yes. Basically. Like, no, we're not going to let you do this one.
2: And it's just, it needs to be done. Like, this is why you hire people. Yeah. But the problem is, as it pertains to billionaires, as we're seeing with Twitter and Elon Musk right now. Yeah. There are things that you think, and then there's reality. Yes. And more often, those two things are very divorced in the world of ownership, uh, in not only the NBA, but in professional sports. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to give you a golf clap to the Nets for not effing this up. <laughs> for getting out of your way long enough to make one good decision. Uh, we do have uh, Tyson Alger of the i5 quarter coming up next to talk ducks and dogs and what will be the first of three straight weeks uh, tests for the Oregon ducks. So we will get back to that on the flip side of the hour.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone
2: 15s? It's better
0: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.